Hey everyone, welcome to the College Football Rundown. This is Wall coming at you. No woes today, just me. We're going to hit you up with another mini episode. We know you guys like these, give you a little taste before our main episodes, our podcasts come out every Thursday morning. These mini episodes, we like to go over a specific topic. Today's no different. We're going to go over a bad beat and what that means. I do want to encourage you guys, though, check out our podcast, you know, every Thursday morning, get you ready for this Saturday, upcoming games, exciting stuff. We're going to change the format this week. We had some requests. We're going to abide by those requests, and uh, hopefully you guys like the new format. But today, what we're going over, as I mentioned before, is a bad beat. Last week, we went over the beginner topic on point spreads. Recommend you check it out, especially if you're new to gambling. This week, though, our topic on bad beats is a little more... You know, it's obviously aimed towards the beginner, but intermediate, advanced, you guys are going to get some out of this too. Uh, Bad beat. What does it mean? You've heard it from your friends. You've heard it from another show. You probably heard it for Woj because that's all he gets is bad beats. But what does it mean? Does it refer to the amount wagered? Oh man, I lost a lot. Book didn't pay. Is that what it means? No, not quite. We'll look at the phrase a little more in depth. Obviously, compound word. Two words, bad and beat. What's the definition of bad? Not such as to be hoped for or desired, unpleasant or unwelcome. Well, this works for the beginning part of bad beat. This word, obviously under easy to understand. We're not going to go into mu- too much word origin on this one. I'm going to let everyone look it up for themselves. It's a little politically incorrect, actually, as to the origin of bad. I do recommend everyone checks it out, but this is a family show. We're not going to go into it. Beat. What does that mean? means to defeat someone in a game, competition, election, or commercial venture. Well, there you go. Where does that word come from? It comes from the old English beaten. And this obviously correlates exactly what we know the word as today. More recently, this is a term those of you that play poker or are familiar with poker have probably heard of. In poker, a bad beat is a term for a hand in which a player with very strong cards loses to an opponent who is statistically unlikely to win, but hits a lucky card or two and unexpectedly takes the pot. The losing player is then said to have suffered a bad beat. Gather the meaning yet? Probably could guess what it means. We're going to go into it and define it ourselves, though, in terms of sports gambling. The definition I'm going to put at you is when a single event or series of events turns a wager with high winning probability into a loser. And we're going to add to this, it generally refers to the end of the game, though it doesn't necessarily have to. Let's go into a little example. We're going to hit up our time machine. We're going to go back to that Auburn-Bama game in 2013, the big kick six game for those of you that are already familiar with. Let's say that we laid whatever the amount of money is on Bama plus five at halftime. We took a second half bet. Close game so far is our thinking, you know, better. Bama's the better team. You know, like the better team getting points. Who, do, who doesn't like that? So we're, we're going to lay some money on them plus five in the second half. You know, Bama's currently up by a touchdown at half. Likely the reason they're getting points, thinking it's going to be a very close game coming down to the end. But we're expecting it maybe not to or just stay as it is. Couple minutes in, Auburn scores to even it up. Well, this is not good, but... Hey, we still got our plus five. We're okay with it at this point. Back and forth, defensive half the rest of the time. Auburn punts one drive. Alabama punts one drive. Auburn punts one drive. 
typically how it goes in these really close games, defensive battles. But Auburn comes up, punts one drive, and pins Alabama on their one-yard line. Woof! Well, we're sweating a little right now. We got a tie game, Alabama on their one-yard line. Ugh. Well, got to remember, we still got the plus five. Okay, things are good. Things are good. Out comes our savior, Mr. A.J. McCarron. Rips off a 99-yard passing touchdown to the man, Amari Cooper. Hallelujah. That'll help the cause. Next drive, Bama stops him. All right, this is going good. We're rocking. Alabama comes down their drive. Get ready to set up a field goal on fourth down. We're already up seven. We have the plus five. This field goal will put us up three scores. Oh, baby, it's looking good. It's looking real good. Field goes up. And it's blocked. Well, not so good, but we're okay. You know, we're still good. We got the seven and our plus five. Auburn got a lot of momentum now, though. They score in their ensuing drive, ties up the game. Hey, we still got plus five. We're good. But Bama's getting the ball on the kickoff with a chance to score. Very little time left. Overtime possible, but unlikely Bama doesn't cover the five. You know, we're looking good. Prefer to avoid overtime, but we're looking good. Bama, couple passes downfield. One second left, bringing out the kicker. Oh, baby. Cade Foster's kicking 92% on the year to date. He makes this, we're golden. Else, we're going to go to overtime, though, and we're still going to have a heavy statistical advantage. For those of you that don't know, second half bets carry over into overtime. Never forget that. You know, we're watching this game out of the corner of our eye while we're researching flat screen TVs where we're going to buy with all the winnings from this bet. Kicks up, but short. All right, we're going to overtime, thinking in our head, maybe we'll hedge and lock in a winner. You know, it's going to be easy to do with the plus five we got. You know, it's rough because we're not going to be able to get that 60-inch TV anymore. We're going to have to get a 55-inch TV with the hedging we're doing. But, hey, I'm happy with it. I'm okay with it. Amongst all this thought process, we notice someone in a navy blue jersey is running down the field the other way. Well, this can't be. What's going on? What's happening? Auburn caught the field goal attempt and the end zone is running it back. Is this even legal? We're getting furious at this point. It's okay. It's okay. Settle down. There's no way he's going to return a 99-yard touchdown. There's 11 guys in the field that can tackle him. We're okay. We're going overtime. We're going to win it there. Chris Davis, the Auburn returner, breaks one tackle. Oh, this is not good. Gets a block. There's nothing but green in front of him. No, no, no. This can't be. You know, this is the fastest guy in the entire planet we're thinking in our heads right now. He's running to the end zone. There's no one that's going to catch him. Wait, there must be a flag though, right? This is what the gambler's thinking. There must be a flag. There's always a flag. Illegal block, block in the back, holding. That always happens. What? What's that Musburger just said? No flags on the play. Fuck you, Musburger. This can't be happening. We're pissed now. Auburn just took a six-point lead with that touchdown, and there is no time on the clock. Not only are we not getting a new TV now, our old TV is broken from the damn chair we just threw at it, and the kids are going to the community college rather than the Ivy League school you'd planned. (laughs) Well, that better not be the case. You should never put that much money on one game, obviously. We're being a little dramatic for the show's sake, but you know what happens. Things like that definitely happen. It's not limited to this specific scenario either. Having a favorite, and the other team puts in second string at the end of the game, gives up the last drive touchdown, and you don't cover because of that. That's very prevalent. A lot of bad beats coming from a turnover touchdown at the end of the game. That really doesn't matter either way, except to you, the gambler. Hey, we get a game that's tied. You know, we got the favorite at minus six and a half. 
they come down and score as we expected. There's no time left on the clock. All right, they're going to bring out their point after team, kick the point after. We're going to cover on seven. No point after team. What's going on? Well, they just won the game. No one cares about that point after except for you. There's no one else that, unless they had the same wager as you, no one else that cares about you losing on a hook, on a bad beat. It happens. What can you do about a bad beat? Well, there's no way to avoid them. You have to realize, though, it doesn't matter how you lost the bet. The fact is you lost it. Using the correct unit sizing, this bad beat will lose you no more money than any other wager lost. Hey, look at your wager diary. Look at your wager journal. Everyone should have one. You should always know if you're risking money what your return on that money is and should keep track of it. Go through that wager journal. This game means nothing a year from now. It just means a loss. You lost some money on this one. We're going to keep our frame of mind. For those of you that are newer to gambling out there, sports gambling that is, we're shooting for 53% win rate. I've mentioned this before and I'll continue to mention it. This means that we're basically going to break even on the season. We'll be up a little bit, but it'll be negligible. For those more seasoned gamblers, we're going for our above 60%. We're not going to win them all. Never make a wager you expect to lose. You know, aside from hedging, that's a different scenario. But never expect to win them all. 60% gives us a 7.5% return after juice is calculated. Again, as a seasoned gambler, we want to shoot for at least 60% or above. Hey, Wall, I'm not a seasoned gambler, nor am I a new gambler in my opinion. I just do it for fun. You know, I'm not trying to make money. I'm just trying to have fun. Well, hey, that's great. We love people like that. We take your money every week. But in all seriousness, if you do it for fun and you get a bad beat, you're not losing more money than you can afford to lose. Not a big deal. If you are losing more money than you afford to lose, you can't afford to lose, you need to stop gambling. It's that simple. Nothing is going to prevent bad beats. They're going to come, especially if you wager in any sort of frequency. For those of us that are more seasoned, we know it, it means nothing. It goes in the red column. Hey, we don't like that, but... We're going to get more in the green column, and that's really all that matters. Over a series of outcomes, we're going to win a certain percentage more, enough to definitely cover the juice, and we're going to make money. That's how it works. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this mini episode. Again, check out our main podcast Thursday morning. Woj will be back with me. New format, going to be exciting. Hoping you guys like it. But in the meantime, keep your risk low. Keep your profits high. And let's make some money.